out of quantum every two seconds. It's the Underachievements Podcast. My name is Joe, and I record this podcast with friends. Let me introduce them. I've got Bane to my right. Say hello, Bane. Hello, Bane. <laughs> to his right, Devin. Say hello, Devin. Hello, Devin. To his right, I've forgotten what directions are. It's Uncle Joe. I'd say I'm more directly in front of you. Well, I'm not using myself as a reference, and that's why I've done done poorly with this. And in the you guest, can just make up directions. Nobody. That's true. That's nobody can see this. Can oh, see us. That's true. Well, to the direct north of us, then in the guest chair, we have Reagan. Say hello, Reagan. Doki doki. <laughs> For the first time, Reagan has joined us. He's fully equipped. And ready for audio recording. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. fully nude, too. <laughs> they don't know any better. Imagine if you would. I'm going to need more to drink if that's how we're going to mm. do things. What kind of uh, what kind of microphone and stuff did you get, Reagan, now that you're with us? Uh, audio Technica via Devin. Recommended by Devin, I suppose. Yes, pretty much the exact same one I'm talking on now. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Headsets, everything. Yeah. They seem to do pretty well for us. Don't fix what ain't broke. Yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, I got Audio Technica. Bam. What kind do you have, Joe? I don't actually. I believe his is also the, the Audio Technica. Audio Technica. The, the exact same one. So, a big advertisement for Audio Technica. Today's show brought to you by. You mean yeah. we didn't get all our stuff by Razor? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. No. Oh, God. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, what was never that thing again. called? Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the Razor Waste of Money. God, that's that what thing I think was siren. Yeah, siren. Siren Pro. That's what siren you should hear Pro. when you start to buy that as a siren. Yeah. The Arizona. <laughs> You're losing money. You're losing money. Absolutely, yeah. It's like Arizona, Arizona tea can. can. It yeah. was huge. <laughs> It was, was bigger than it was bigger than this MXL mic yeah. that I use, and it was even a bigger piece of crap. Well, guys, uh, since I'm going to need a lot to get through this episode, I should ask you what you're going to drink and what you are drinking, so that we can make it through this. Well, we are actually recording a little bit earlier than we normally do. Usually, we're kind of a, we're all kind of night owls, but we're recording started about ten, even though it's like one o'clock now because we're. Awfully distracted by most things. We, we had, well, you had to eat. We had brunch. Going into the morning theme of, of this session, we, we poured some mimosas. Mimosas, yes. We made us a lovely brunch out of assorted things, quiches and croissants. and. This is our first ever brunch cast. Yeah, brunch mm. cast, yeah. Uh, different like hash brown waffle thingies with... Yeah, those were good. Yeah, yeah, yeah y'all made some killer frittatas or whatever those are. Yeah, I don't know what you call them. It's just literally just hash browns and and then you chopped and up chives and you chopped cheese. up some cheese, some hard cheddar, and put it on top of yeah, some, and you just put in a waffle iron and some hard boiled eggs. Yeah, some, some espresso, some, some deviled eggs, deviled, deviled, yeah. deviled eggs, deviled eggs, deviled <laughs> eggs. No, okay, so to be honest, those deviled eggs, those chipotle deviled eggs in there, they're mm-hmm. delicious. I asked my mother. For the recipe, because I wanted to make them, mm-hmm. she refused to give it to me, and my mother made those instead. Oh wow! Oh, <laughs> yes. ancient Chinese secret. Yeah. yeah, don't ever tell anyone your your uh, secret recipe. Just make it for them. <laughs> yeah. How many do you need? Not that you'll listen to us. So, thank you, mom. Yeah. So, but anyway, on that topic, on the brunchy brunchiness of it all, uh, I'm particularly drinking a mimosa. I think everybody's. We've kind of mixed and matched. We start off with mimosas, and I kind of think we've we've graduated to other things. And yeah, I one, had you and Reagan are still doing. Mimosas. Yeah, we're. St- I'm still. I'm still yeah, nursing on a mimosa. I had, Uncle Joe's still in the uh, breakfast theme. Uncle Joe, what you drinking? I'm drinking an Irish coffee. Mm. It's always good to day drink. Yes, and you had a lemon shandy before that. I did. 
Uh-huh. And that was still during the morning time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devin, what is what have you got over there? I see it. I'm drinking sparkling. a New Belgium Atomic Pumpkin. A very potent in terms of flavor beer. Like it is just it is like Thanksgiving in a beer. I like it. It's one of the few New Belgium that I like. Mm. Yeah, nice spicy. Yeah. Yeah. Was it cinnamon? Pumpkin. Does it got cinnamon in it? I forget. Absolutely. It's like cinnamony. Yeah, it's uh, it's probably one of the more flavorful. It's one of the few beers that actually matches a lot of the flavors they say they taste like. Pumpkin. Oh yeah, that's like super. Pump, yeah. Pumpkin nutmeg. Somebody else talking about a drink. It makes me sad that we don't get Southern Tier in our market anymore because yeah. Southern Tier makes a beer. They make a bunch of flavored beers, and when they say it tastes like cinnamon rolls, by God, it tastes yeah. like oh, cinnamon God. rolls. That whole. We might have to go on a trip yeah. to get some thick mint. What was it? Black, 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 not black market. Black metal, <laughs> black was uh, black it? mamba, black moose or black. Uh... It was like black water, black water. It was their black water series. Water. Uh, Warlock, the cinnamon roll. Oh yeah, the, yeah. Uh, uh, salted caramel, of course, oh, pumpkin, God. pumpkin. Yeah. Every single pumpkin, one of those is pumpkin. good. They have a a rum aged pumpkin. Oh my God, um, where's that? It's awful now. Uh, first Aww. couple of years, you know, it was nickname was Rum King, and it was mm. delicious. I mean, it was, it was the first, uh, I call it hard liquor beer that I actually yeah. liked. It was, it was so good. I think I'm the only person drinking anything at the table right now that they're disappointed with. And I'm drinking a Corona Familiar. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of that clean out the fridge. But as it's warming up, it's starting to get better. I think, really? I think the English <laughs> definition of Corona is failure. <laughs> it's Well, cor- Corona in astrological terms or astro- astronomical terms is what's around the sun that's a good point mm. yeah th- meaning it meaning it's around what gives you life yeah i'm just disappointed it's you just, didn't put a lime in that thing that that's been, i've got limes mm. Did, of course you do yeah somewhere over, always somewhere, carry lime in your pocket somewhere over there is limes in our mix of mish- oh, like i say i see them but it's by the by the bloody mary mix at some point we will do a drink that reagan has brought to our attention oh yeah it's uh, I, I'm gonna mess up the name, so you have to tell them what it, it is. is. Uh, Autumn sunset. And it is uh, romantic. <laughs> it is, it is three fourths Oktoberfest. Definitely go with Samuel Adams. It's the most flavorful that blends with it. But uh, one fourth mead, hmm. just a regular old mead, not a juniper berry mead or just straight up honey mead. There's some other beers you can try with. They're pretty good. Uh, Samuel Adams cream stout. Same thing, three-fourths beer to one-fourth mead. Oh. Believe it or not, Samuel's, uh, uh, Samuel Adams' uh, Rebel IPA goes really good with it. Is it getting hot in here? <laughs> and my all-time favorite, but I didn't bring any. If you do Three-Foot Brewing's Imperial Honey IPA, mm. it, that is the bomb. Yeah, see, that's the one I'm waiting. Like, I like anything honey. Yeah, it could be, I could put honey on my sneaker and I think I would eat it. Like, I just absolutely <laughs> adore honey. <laughs> We do get some nice honey around here. Yeah. Orange blossom honey, meadow honey. It's because we get enough pollen to make. Pollen. Yeah, exactly. No yes. The bees, hardest workers here. Yes, a, ri- a riot of life around here. Kind of makes you yeah. sad though, because obviously in the southeast, or at least Mississippi, for one, having the most like terrible beer selections of just about anywhere. All the stuff we try, I think of all the stuff we're actually missing. I know. Well, you know, and the fact that we can't have beer mailed into us, which is even more sad. Oh, Although some no of us alcohol. do do that. That's much like some things like, that show up here late or they disappear here first. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I don't know, game stops or <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Or we, we get the same day launch, but it's at a really small place. Yeah. 
Well, that was like Eagle Rare, like the bourbon just vanished for probably like four months. Like you couldn't get it anywhere. And all of a sudden it's back. Part about rare, do you not understand? Eagle Rare. Yeah, it was, it was absolutely <laughs> Eagle Rare. Like it, it, it was kind of frustrating because it's one of my favorites. Did he get put on the endangered list? <laughs> I guess so. Yes. Oh, I know I was taking shots at it. Uh-huh. I've never seen one in the wild. Anybody? Shut up. <laughs> the mimosas talking. Well, Bane, I have to, I'm sorry, but I have to bring up something else that frustrates you. <laughs> oh, the, oh, I know where you're going. Mm-hmm. So tell me how League of Legends hurt you. <laughs> Thankfully, I haven't played it. That was actually just a gag in the notes there. Uh, I haven't actually played it just because it hurts me so. I'm a, I haven't drank enough to get into League of Legends. Well, that's fine. What what have you been playing? Uh, a lot of Star Citizen. That's been my big thing, and I've actually uh, corrupted Reagan into Indeed. Star Citizen. I have perfected wrecking a starship. You Which do. is pretty much, it's, it's kind of your uh, right to passage <laughs> into Star Citizen, is that you're not a true citizen until you smash into everything that you see. Um, which I'm so proud of Reagan slash feel bad for myself because obviously everybody gets mad about Star Citizen because these ships are so expensive and stuff like that, even though it's a big part of their funding. It's the only way they get funding because they don't have producers, blah, 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 is that I got Reagan in, which to my own fault, I felt like an idiot, is I didn't give Reagan my referral code, (laughs) which... Was no fault of Reagan, which completely should have been my own thing, which everybody works their asses off to get referrals out there because you get rewards. And my dumb ass finally had a referral and didn't give it to the person. So what are the rewards that you get? Uh, you get, I think, of like the person, I think they get like 5,000 extra credits in game. And I think the person that does the referral does too. But it grows exponentially the more referrals you get. Like you'll start off with like a gun you can put on your ship and then like several guns. But if you do it enough, you can get some pretty substantial, like four or five hundred dollar ships, like four or five hundred dollar like real money ships. So you can get a lot of stuff. It takes a lot of work. It's obviously mostly for streamers, but you know you, you do what you try to take advantage of whatever opportunity you're given, unless you're an idiot like me, and don't even take the one opportunity you're given to give a referral. Anyway, can I not go back and, and see no. if it's still there? Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I'll just I just have to strike that as me being dumb. Uh, okay. But so anyway, the normal package is like 45-ish for like the ship and they can get Squadron 42 and stuff like that. But I'm so proud of Reagan slash I feel bad because he immediately went from, what'd you get, a Mustang Beta? I think that's what you got. Alpha. I got the Alpha. Uh, alpha. Like your little starter ship, you know, $45-ish. But he went to a what, Reagan? The Constellation. Constellation Andromeda. Andromeda, which is a what price ship? <laughs> which is what happens in star citizen if you ever play if you get if it resonates with you you're you're going to start throwing cash at it yeah it's it's fun man i i know it's an alpha but i I love flying around i just can't land i mean i don't have a landing yet where (laughs) i can't take off (laughs) if i if i didn't explode the ship it's at least just 10 percent away from being destroyed so are you saying that these super advanced spaceships don't have autopilot? Um, not for landing in a non-authorized landing area. Yes, if you're over an actual landing pad, you can just automate it. But when you're just landing rough on the moon of a, of a planet or wherever, you got to get it right. You got to go hands-on. Yeah, yeah. It's fun, though. I mean, you, you, you figure it out. I just, I get... 
three inches off the ground, and then I just start flipping to one side for some reason. I yeah. have no idea why. Well, see, that was a big thing, too, is when, when we first started playing, there was the infamous what was called hover mode for anybody. that There's a couple of us at the table who hasn't played it yet. But it was a thing where they tried to implement it to where it almost felt like a helicopter, and if you get close to the atmosphere and lowered your landing gear, or at least just close to the atmosphere, it would try to level you to the horizon, and you had to land a very not necessarily a particular way, but it became a battle trying to fight it. And it was infamous for just kind of how poorly it was done. And that was a lot of the first time that Reagan or Devin played it was uh, during the hover mode. And uh, they had the pretty much the, the issues that everybody complains about is that it'll just arbitrarily freak out like your ship will just if you tilt even a little bit to the side it'll just take off and if you don't turn the engine off when you land the ship will it'll be an exploration ship literally like it'll explore without you even in it yeah (laughs) mine was chasing me down like a like yeah i don't know like like fireworks you know yeah it was just flying all over the place everywhere i went it was chasing me down and finally ran into me almost killed me (laughs) yeah that was that was 3.6 now the 3.7 is out it came out i think last week i somehow managed to do a barrel roll while still yeah it doesn't take much like the hover mode was really they tried they they had an idea and it just didn't work um which is again it's all in alpha so that's kind of the the shtick about it all is it's we're just kind of riding it out with them as they discover things we discover the issues of what they discover but that's all gone now hover mode has now gone away a lot of people complained about that you could like point the ship at the ground and look really unnatural because in some places there's gravity and blah 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 and then there's the argument that at the at that point in the future, thrusters will be able to handle that sort of angle, and it gets in this big dispute that we're still trying to figure out as a community. But now the hover mode's gone. Right. So there's no more, when you get close to the planet and the ship's trying to like level itself and all that kind of stuff, now you can kind of land at your own discretion. Uh, yeah, pretty big update. And Joe made the joke earlier at the beginning of being brought out of quantum every like two seconds. Uh, it's a big issue right now that is thankfully getting fixed in the testing version, basically every time you quantum, you immediately get interdicted, and that's going away. Thank God. Yeah. So. Well, that's good. Yeah. yeah. That's good. But that's basically a run. Star Citizen is one thing I've been playing, even though that was a long spiel. It's one of my most adored games, so I'll always and forever rant on that endlessly. Uh, but other than that, does has anybody else played uh, Don't Starve Together? No. It's a really good game. Briefly. I think. What's it called? Uh, don't starve together. I've oh, seen it. Never. Yeah, played. it's kind of like a like kind of like like anyone that hasn't seen it, it's kind of like a gothic art style survival. It's frustrating. <laughs> it's a really fun game. It's like basic survival. You build your campfires and you can build like alchemy machines and science machines that help you build other things. It starts off really calm. You know, you do some farming, you're doing some crafting, and you get grass and sticks and cut down trees and build fires. And at night. You have to keep light around you, otherwise the you know the boogeyman comes out and gets you at night. That's cool. And you know there's a lot of work to it because you're obviously getting hungry and you got to keep sanity up and you got to keep your health up. But you're having to yada yada like a lot of the basic stuff. But um, it's almost like Paper Mario style, like it's 2D, but you're in a 3D world. Yeah, I've watched uh, I've watched some let's plays of it. So together, does that mean that you can play with another person? Yeah, they, they have they have Don't Star, which is like a single-player version. On the single-player version, you can have like a house. Like you can build a full-on house that you can go inside of and stuff like that. But for some reason, in Don't Starve Together, you can just kind of build walls. But the problem with the game is that you'll work your butt off. You know, they have seasons. Spring and fall are pretty nice, but summer and winter are your extremes. 
you'll build and you'll get a farm and you'll build all your little crafting materials and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, come wintertime, like towards the end of winter, it just starts kicking you in the balls, like immediately. You'd think you would go like a full year and then like the next year it starts to crank it up. Right. Like it just started sending everything it could to us. Like it sends monsters and wolves. And so you're trying to fight off these things that are like four times as tall as you are and you're starving to death and you're going crazy. <laughs> Does the weather itself come into play? Yeah, because uh, like in the summertime, it's really, really hot. So you have to put on like umbrella hats and okay. build tents and stuff like that and try to cool off. And if you're a bearded character, you got to shave your beard. So you'll stay cool. In the wintertime is obviously the opposite of that. Obviously, you build fires to stay lit, but in the summertime, you can't because it's too hot. So you have to build what's known as an endothermic fire, which is basically ice fire in a very weird way. (laughs) So you have to... No no lanterns, huh? Yeah. Well, you can be like... You do the stuff like that. You build lanterns and torches, and it's a really well-thought-out game in terms of the mechanics and what all you have to do and like beehives and spiders where you get silk and and that for paper and all that kind of stuff. So it's a lot of stuff you can build and try to stay alive. But man, when it comes down on you, you start getting your ass kicked and it does not stop. Like I try to play it, but man, you got to be, I don't know if you got to have like 15 people playing at once. I don't know what the trick is. But our most recent servers, we're like all happy and building gardens and stuff like that and just kind of frolicking around. <laughs> and then it brings the pain. We've been we've been duking it out ever since. Well, that's <laughs> kind of like most of the other survival games out there now is like, like the cycle, the resource cycle yeah. and the, the event cycle start hammering you at some point. Well, see, that's the thing about it is like I've played a lot of survival games and obviously that's there. But I don't think there's a survival game that's as mean as Don't Starve. Because you don't expect it. Because it's like a cartoony, you know, it's all hand illustrated. And all mm. the monsters are really city. Like the, the creatures you go up against are called beefalo. <laughs> like, well, not, not, you don't go up against them. But like little little cows that move around and you can shave them or turn them into food. You got beefalo and little penguins that come around during the wintertime. It looks all friendly. But yeah. it's probably one of the most difficult games I've ever played. Yeah, I played it for about 30 minutes, and then I never picked it back up. Yeah, it's one of those games that, like, it's a really fun, like, when you play together. It's kind of like uh, like Overcooked and stuff like that. It's just a really good party game, but it's tough. It does not joke around. Hmm. I think I may have gotten that in Humble Bundle or something. Probably. We'll I still have, haven't played it. We'll like, have it, to do a session of yeah, it. Yeah, it's one of those games where it's just a staple that everybody should have because it's not very expensive. It's not hard to get into. It's one of the games that I think is a staple to any gamer library. Okay. But that's what I've been uh, playing with a couple of friends of mine. So I would recommend everybody get it because if you want a challenge, Don't Starve Together is it. Well, let me pull away from, from that for a little bit, but stick to uh, survival games. We've also all had a chance to play Raft. And that that was a that was a thing for a while. We would get together on like a Tuesday mm-hmm. and get on Steam and play on somebody's Raft game. Yeah, um, I actually started up a solo game of Raft just for that. Yeah, your Raft is way more organized than, than oh, our well, Raft. <laughs> everybody does it a different way. Yeah. I, I almost feel like Sean's Raft was almost a factory, <laughs> and, and and mine was built to where like one person can run it. So that's why mine looks the way it did. But yeah, if you never played it, Raft is a game where they. Uh, the end of the world has happened, but it means that everything's flooded. So it's water world, basically. It's water world. What you end up doing is you end up building up your raft based on a lot of detritus, flotsam, and jetsam that you gather, and you have to also survive shark attacks. 
Yeah, and now uh, more than just sharks. I haven't played it yet, but I understand there's like maybe three or four sea creatures out there that'll that'll get after you. Plus, what's when you get on an island? Is that out there now? Because I know they got an oh, no, update no, no. coming out. No, it, it, but it's in whatever the test is for it right now. Yeah, they they've got some interesting things coming out. Like they've got huge islands now with like fully developed forests or bears and other stuff in the forest. Yeah, because yeah, and they've even got these like mutant rat men. Upon the uh, oil refinery structures that you come across, or, yeah. I don't know if they're, what yeah. they are. they're not oil refineries. I don't know what they are. Well, yeah, they, they're you know they're like, they're like sea, drilling platforms, sea almost. bases or something. Yeah. Oh, and you can finally steer the raft. Oh yeah, hmm. for a long time yeah, you right. could only that's use right. the wind. It's got a great resource cycle. You know, it's it's the same thing. Like you you're fighting off the shark and you're starving. Once you finally kill the shark, you can make shark steaks. But you've got to. You've got to build enough grills. You've got to gather enough planks of wood. You've got to have somebody fishing or have some some kind of uh, some kind of resource farm. I finally, on my raft, got to where I got enough dirt and material gathered up to uh, have palm trees grow. So I finally had a independent source of wood besides gathering. That's cool. And I, I will say. I felt like, and you guys may may say differently, that once you got food and water under control, that game becomes super casual. To it, me. It, yeah. You just do what you want at that point. You're not mm-hmm. worried about survival so much until you're exploring and taking on animals or whatever. But just just living on the raft becomes very easy at that point. Yeah, once you get like one or two solar collectors together that refine a bunch of water at a time and you get enough plastic and seaweed gathered up to make a water bottle yeah mm-hmm. you you've got water under control yeah. so, and being able to stockpile food too that that makes a big difference oh, yeah. on my game i'm sure you notice like i'm trying to hit islands as much as i can now because yep. yep. gathering resources is not a big deal but that's a fun one. It is fun, and they, fun. they they release updates fairly regularly for that. Are they are they adding customization for your for the person you're playing? Or are they still just two? You can either look like this or this. I think it's still just the two. Okay. Yeah, sunk a lot of time into raft. Yeah, for a while it was pretty much like, and I get on Discord, and it's pretty much everybody just just raft all the way down, yep. rafting it up. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we always it seems that we always do that kind of thing. We're like uh, same way with Sea of Thieves. Mm-hmm. We'll play something just we'll just absolutely hit the ground running on it, and then something will happen. It'll be like some event comes up, like it'll be first Thursday or something. We'll all go out and do stuff, and then we whatever stops our little rhythm of playing the game, and then it's like everybody stops at the exact same time. But, but then we, we all come back when there's a big content up. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that's what I've wondered about. Because obviously, Sea of Thieves, they got monkeys and parrots and all that kind of stuff. Now they actually have pets. So I've been I've been curious to go, uh, even though it's done through Microsoft and their store, and uh, 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 I wish it would just go through Steam or whatever. But yeah, and I canceled my whatever it is Xbox Live yeah, for see, now, anyways. Yeah, and I'm the same way. It's like I want to play the game, but I don't want to have to deal with Xbox. I've sold my Xbox. I just want my normal stuff. <laughs> right. I have to do all that, all the party system and all that kind of stuff just for that one game. It's like, come on, rare, just go to Steam. <laughs> no, they can't. They're part of Microsoft now. Yeah, no. Yeah, but Microsoft's bringing their stuff to Steam. So maybe it'll happen. Uh, I think the new Gears is on there, and mm-hmm. Halo is Destiny coming up there. there. Even though that's Activision, but I'm surprised Epic hadn't tried to grab some of these guys. Stupid Epic. I get what they're trying to do, but I'm not going to participate. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, it's it's hard enough 
trying to keep people playing together as it is, much less with the number 15 launcher with friends and different ways you got to join. It's just, I, I get it, Epic. I appreciate what you're trying to do, but you're, you're too late to the party. And you're grabbing all these exclusives like Borderlands 3. I want to play it, but I'm not, I just, I'm not going to go to Epic and have to like gather all of my friends over to Epic just to play it. Yeah. And it's just, I feel bad because I know what they're trying to do and I, I don't want to be that type to where I don't want the publishers to get any money because obviously I'm throwing as much money as I can at Star Citizen. So it's like, right, I, yeah, I appreciate yeah. the, the the developers getting as much money as they can, but it's just like, it's too hard nowadays. Remember, what was it we always talked about? What was it? Uh, not SpyNet, but what was that old? Oh, sir? GameSpy. GameSpy, yeah. SpyNet. I couldn't think uh, what yeah, it was Spy called. <laughs> it was like, that was back in the day where everybody just used one system. Well, that's because GameSpy had partnerships with all those companies and they maintained the infrastructure. Because yeah. at, at the time, the companies really didn't have the wherewithal or the money to do that themselves. Yeah. Like GameSpy provided the voice servers for Dungeons mm-hmm. & Dragons Online at the time. GameSpy is what hosted the multiplayer for the original Borderlands. Mm. Yeah. But they've, they've patched that in the Steam version, I mean, ages ago. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, but, it's a- it's the same as you know streaming services now. All they're trying, they're trying, everybody trying to get their own little, every little penny they can at everything, yep. and it gets to a certain point where the consumers are starting to suffer. And again, if we were if we were teenagers that sat at home all day and just jump from game to game, it'd be fine. But we all have what we come home and have like maybe two or three hours to play between twenty different games on four different systems. And it's just like it. It just gets it gets too much trouble trying to yeah, get everybody to the same well, place. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna segue a little bit into streaming services because Devin actually played one game based off of some streams that he watched, and that game was Firewatch. And you actually finished that, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, it took me a good while because I I had a weird a issue buggy, with it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they patched it and that fixed that issue. Uh, yeah, finally finished it. That was a. Uh, Actually, I think I actually watched you finish. It yeah, too. you watched the tail end. I think you watched me the beginning. Is that right, Uncle Joe? I watched the beginning and I watched the end. Oh, Devin, how, how about how long did it take you? I asked because you I'm like, probably could do it all in one sitting. Okay, because I, I was about three hours into it, pretty deep, and I I don't know why I stopped. Uh, yeah, if you that could, was a fun game. If you want to play yeah, it I over like a, a like a Saturday or something you got or a Sunday, I mean, it, you could do the whole thing. Okay. It's a beautiful game. It mm-hmm. is. I like the. I really like the style of storytelling that they went with. I think that art style also worked pretty well for that. Great voice work too. Yes, mm-hmm. some very affecting scenes, and really, it's it's really just three voice actors. I, I like those voice actors, but I think the voice acting was well directed as well. Yeah, and it was a good utilization of using the voice work to tell the story, mm-hmm. and not so much what's the, on screen. Yeah, what's on screen. Which it, that does help. I mean, you're effectively uh, solving a mystery. You, you kind of end up in the middle of a mystery, and you're trying yeah. to figure out what's going on. And I think they did it really well. It's a very good game. I mean, I was kind of like, uh, I didn't, I didn't really expect. I think I had like a humble bundle or something, but Wolf Among Us. Oh, like yeah. I started playing it, and I was like, hey, you know, I, I didn't really think that much of it. I figured it was going to be like so-so. But that on the very same, in the same vein as that game, it's just like the interactions of the people was so dynamic that in Wolf Among Us, you weren't going to these crazy places. You would you would stay in this one room for a good 30 minutes, depending on how long the dialogue went. But the interactions of everybody talking to each other and the decisions you got to make uh, was like, I, God, I sat there for like 
I jumped on it just to try it. Ended up playing for like almost six, seven hours straight. That's probably my favorite of the Telltale games that I've played. I like the Game of Thrones one that they yeah. did, and I, I liked the Batman one. That, well, there was something about yeah, the the fairy, the, the modern uh, the modernization of, of fairy tales was just a good. I was going to ask, did did you have any knowledge of the comic book? No, see, that's one reason. That's, I guess that's why I got so much out of it is I didn't really know anything about it. See, I did, and that's I was excited about it going into it because I actually had looked at the the comic. It's a great concept for. Mm-hmm. It's a good story. That's a good concept for a comic and i'm i was really excited to see what telltale would do with it so that's how i picked that up yeah yeah but i agree that is that is yeah. a good one i'm very sad we're never going to see the sequel yeah exactly well somebody picked up uh the ips for that and they got a bunch of the old telltale crew they're gonna be bringing some of that stuff back i don't know if that's going to be one of them there was a, a list I, I don't think wolf among us was on that Hmm. But uh, that, maybe I gotta check. I, I saw that same article. I guess I'll ask, and since we're like kind of on the topic of uh, those types of games where your choices matter, that sort of thing. Whenever you play those kind of games like Mass Effect and Wolf Among Us and stuff like that, do you tend to play like super friendly hero type, or do you tend to go asshole, or do you kind of go middle? I'm the I'm the goody two shoes hero. Yeah. Joe, what are you? Yeah, so around the table with that one. I like to do two playthroughs. I like to go as much goody two shoes as I can. And then I, I try to make my eyes as red as possible on the second playthrough. If we're going with uh, Fable, I, I'm trying to get the horns. Reagan, what do you do? I am usually a goody-two-shoe, but if it's a game that you can have uh, different types of relationships with different mm-hmm. you know characters in the game, then I usually am probably about 75% goody-two-shoes. And then the, the dude or the chick that's I think's an asshole... <laughs> I, I get shitty with them. Mm. And uh, so I like it best when I have the option to, to pick that But for each character that I'm, you know, NPC, whatever you want to call it, that I'm interacting yeah. with. But if, if I don't have a choice, then I'm usually the goody two-shoe guy. And on some games, I'll go back and do like uh, Big Joe does. And, Push the and, limits. Yeah, and in both directions. Yeah. Yep. Uncle Joe. I'll also do two playthroughs. I like to see both sides. I See, I always do the asshole. Like I don't, I don't go full on like murder everybody, but I will usually pick intimidation. Either I'll choose like the sarcastic tone or something like that. Like when I played Mass Effect, I punched the little news anchor, <laughs> punched her right in the face. <laughs> now I don't, I don't normally play that type of game, but I do like how the Telltale games and uh, what's the Square Enix um, Life uh, is Strange. Yeah, Life is Strange. I do like how those games when you play through them. They, they have statistics at the end. They're like, you chose this. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. this percentage of other people have chosen that, or this percentage chose the opposite yeah. or something. I do like that. That's kind of fun to see. Yeah, it is fun. Yeah. Didn't, did Fable do? Well, Fable kind of showed you that along the way. Like, you could pretty much just see that at any time. I never played it. Really? No. Nah, they were, they were good. It's essentially an RPG, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But they would do like the little the little sparkle trail that you just follow to each objective, and it gets to a certain point where it's so linear that it's just like oh, was a, oh okay yeah, yeah it, it, it was that. super like it had a lot of stuff you could do, but it was still pretty linear. I liked it, and they did it well, and the dialogue was always good, and it was always funny and charming and stuff like that. But it just never like I liked the game, but I'll just never go back to it. It was that sort of thing. Like it was just it kind of held your hand a little bit more than I prefer, which is. I guess kind of one of the reasons I like Star Citizen because you're just sandbox, like you just go do whatever the heck you want to do. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, always went. Always, went, I was always a jerk. Always <laughs> intimidation, trying to see what information I could get. You talking about don't starve being a 
being a jerk to you remi- a jerk. Remi- reminds me of uh, Uncle Joe's travails with a certain software company. They they make games that are considered quite difficult. Oh, you're talking about Dark from Souls? software? From software, yes. Tell me how from how from software how it touched you. Tell us about this software from it's, software. Uh, touch me all over. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a good time. <laughs> yeah. So I've watched playthroughs of it. I get that you basically have to know how to move in those games. Like you have to watch for patterns, and you have to have to really watch yourself so that you don't get hit. But is it is it all really all that difficult, or is it just how relentless it is? It has a steep learning curve. In the beginning, you're you're gonna have that problem of having to learn how to move, how to dodge, when to block, mm-hmm. and how to parry and repost. But once you've played it enough, once you've got that down, it actually isn't that bad. Okay. I say that, and then I've I've played it in front of you and just made a complete fool of myself, making stupid mistakes. Well, yeah. Were you, you drinking an, that night? You piece probably. Of shit. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you had an audience. Of course, you're gonna um, mess up. <laughs> But that's, that's kind of the anxiety. thing with that game is when you get overconfident, it will humble you. <laughs> if you play it long enough and you can get past all the uh, swearing and cursing that you'll do, uh, you, you can have a lot of fun experiences with it. Reagan and I actually tried playing it one day. I epic failed. We, we had a little bit of success and we had several failures. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been playing it on? PC. PC. Now, this was uh, my first time even doing multiplayer, so that was a new learning curve for me because it's a little bit different. Um, yeah, it took us a little while to, to actually it get It makes the pathing a bit more linear when you're in a multiplayer. Hmm. Now, okay. do, does the PC version officially support mods? I see clips online of people modding it out all the time. I There's think apparently you can. a lot of people playing it uh, where they've replaced a boss with Shrek. <laughs> they fight against Shrek. That's funny. Uh-uh. I think you can, but I think that also might affect affect the multiplayer aspect a bit. I think if it detects uh, certain mods, it's just going to put you in with a bunch of people who are using cheap moves and shit. Okay, okay. That can you potentially opt in cause to the more multiplayer, grievance. right? Like you opt in to making it's, your game when open you play multiplayer, multiplayer. It's mandatory. If you play single player, you can turn that off. But if you're going to play with someone else, you have to opt into it. Okay. And that was something that caused a bit of trouble when me and Reagan tried it because when we were trying to figure out how to connect with each other, he's already used his humanity. He's already, you know, in the mode where he can get into multiplayer and he's got people invading his game mm. while he's sitting there yeah. trying to figure this out. Yep. And I'm just standing around waiting and nobody's in my game. I'm the one who's played. I have the experience. Nobody's invading me. They're just killing Reagan in his game. <laughs> Bunch of assholes, huh? Yeah, yeah. That game to me was, or is, like old 80s platformer games, just in 3D, like first person. It's like playing... What, uh, like Contra or something? Yeah, yeah, but but playing it from a 3D, a first person 3D perspective, and it's, and I suck at it because I don't have the reflexes I used to have. And, you know, it's like playing Mega Man, except... If you were playing it from his perspective, with all that stuff coming at you from every which direction, and it's very patterny, like you said, and and if if you can do the pattern perfectly, it's not going to be a problem. But it's like playing Blasphemous. It's like 
to me, Blasphemous feels just like Dark Souls in terms of the patterns. And it's like, oh, God, I have three different creatures in here, and I've got to know all of their patterns and when to do what I've got to do to get around this guy, hit that guy, jump back over this guy before he swings his knife and stabs me. Hit once, dodge, 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 dodge. Go hit that guy again. Now he's dead. Now I've only got you know, four guys left on the screen, whatever. But it felt like an 80s game revisioned in modern 3D. Like yeah, maybe like a 3D Castlevania? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's another Does thing that exist? Where... There's not a 3D Castlevania. No. Well, well there th- were some 3D Castlevania games. But, but they, they, they were still side-scroller, well, right? No. no. Really? No, there's Castlevania full... Lords of Shadow. Yeah. Yeah, but they don't... They, they don't feel like they just took the side scroller and and turned it to where it's now 3d it, it, it to me it played those play differently than the side scrolling castlevanias yeah. whereas dark souls and that kind of game feels like you really took those games and, and that's that's one thing i will games. say though of anybody of any modest age i guess we're all in our mid-30s or more or more <laughs> uh man if you haven't played Mega Man in a long time since you were like in teens go back and play it man we have been spoiled as gamers 100 i have the legacy collection one and i i can't get it anywhere you will game. get like i remember playing I, I started up one day i think it was a humble bundle they gave us a little Mega Man collection i got killed in the first frame mm-hmm. yeah, like same. the first frame and again we were kids just flying through this stuff yeah and like we don't realize you know you could say you know a lot of people say like oh well, you're getting old and you don't know, reflect no they were tough they were like Contra and all that kind of stuff, but like Mega Man, especially, it's mean. Yeah, like no, a lot of the games we spoke, uh, like uh, the Lion King. Oh God, to know the, Os- the ostrich. Game. Yeah, the ostrich level where you got yeah. the, the stampede of ostriches. Aladdin. That was also a hard yeah. Game. My uh, my cousin brought to my attention the fact that the old Battletoads game that we used to play when he would come over. There's a level that's impossible, hmm. literally impossible. To complete if you're playing two player it's been proven out in the code like you don't move fast enough with two people to get past a certain obstacle in one of the levels jerks battletoads had an arcade game right yeah Didn't it started it? out as an arcade is, okay is what what you're talking about is yeah that a remake of that on a console uh yeah there was an nes version of it yeah, didn't they bring them into the killer instincts didn't they or at least one of them they brought into killer instincts you got me in the there. newest one well, wasn't that game pretty much you had a very small set of characters because it yeah. was a free game and you had to pay to get the other characters yeah, yeah. And it, stuff. Was, it was definitely a dlc character but they on had, the steam yeah. version you get all the characters yeah. yeah it was it was funny though how it just fell off because i was obviously around Microsoft started making their big push where they're like, all right, we are going to take on gaming. And that was kind of one of their, I guess, flagship yeah, that methods was, uh, of going they, in. That was a launch title for the yeah. Xbox One, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. They, yeah. they had that because Killer Instinct is a rare property. Yeah. yeah. And so they, they pushed it really hard to do that. And all, I mean, they did fine. Like, it was, an, it was a fine game. Uh, but yeah, it just kind of it came in hard and then just boop, it just disappeared after the Battletoads DLC. Nobody said a word. I don't know if that, I don't know if that meta messed the game up or whatever. So I guess it's still going. I think they still had tournaments and stuff like that for like it's still regarded as. I would argue there's been a lot better fighting games. Oh yeah, I haven't played the new Mortal Kombat. Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat are definitely the big two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean Rare tried, but they just didn't. Let's not forget Smash Brothers. Smash yeah. Brothers came out this year. Fighter Z. Fighter Z. Dragon oh, Ball yeah. Fighter Z is actually really good. I didn't play. Well, I played it very little, but still, just to watch it was impressive. That, like, if you're um, if you're a Dragon Ball fan, it's it's such a neat that game company. To see. I cannot remember. I cannot remember the name of that company that made uh, Fighter Z, but they. Yeah. They did a, Blue Blaze. They did. They did. They uh, do Blaze a whole, Blue. the whole Blaze Blue. Yeah, the Blaze whole Blaze Blue. Blue line. There's a bunch of them. Yeah, 
and they probably some of the best game like illustration yeah like effects that they've been can, at the for a while yeah i have not played a fighter game i think since clay fighters on super nintendo <laughs> oh i would love a new uh, wow. version of that back in 19 dickety two before i get into it i haven't played a fighting i just hit two sticks together Back in my day, we just fought. Yeah. <laughs> that was Reagan's fighting game. It was just two corn cobs uh-huh. that he rubbed together. I haven't played a fighting game since Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I did play that as a kid. Which color were you? Which one? I think I was red. Oh, you wouldn't know it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> well, that was like the other day. We went to that bar, remember, and there was like people a little bit younger than we were they were playing and like the dude's head was popped out the whole time and they were just they were just going in and the robot's head was already like ejected yeah it they took didn't know a, how to play the game yeah it took right. him a minute and the guy was i guess the guy was a little bit older he finally was like oh wait and like pushed the head back down but yeah they were just rah, 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 rah. i was like you won like 15 minutes ago like the guy's head's already up so there was a version that i had actually it was a Street Fighter version of that. What? Where oh, that's it was cool. Ryu and Guile. Oh, my nice. gosh. Yeah. I, I think I remember that. I want mm-hmm. that. So the difference there was, of course, you you know they face each other, and you can kind of move them around a little bit and come in for like a uh, – I'm making motions like anybody can see them. But, mm. you know, <laughs> right. you, can, you, can, you can get into boxing uh, stances with them and kick and try to hit different parts. And it wasn't just the head. Like, you could also try to hit their midsection, mm. and it would score a hit. But it, it was electronic. It could make sounds, and if uh, okay. if you hit their head, it would make their, their dying, like their fight-in sound. So yeah. if you hit Guile in the head, it would make his you – know, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that was a more of an electronic version of Rock'em okay. Sock'em Robots. Yeah. And the figures on it was actually pretty good. Like they were kind of action figure type quality. But that was just, cool. it was just Rock'em Sock'em Robots, just licensed for Street Fighter. I remember that. Mm-hmm. And I remember the TV ad for it, which had a horrifying. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Blanca. <laughs> yeah. We'll what it, could they search for? We'll yeah. put it. We'll you put can it actually search notes. for Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Yeah, God, Street that Fighter. is terrible. Yeah, that look, is look, like looks like Buffy, Buffy the Vampire Slayer level makeup yeah, like job. Rubber, oh, wow. God, like early Godzilla. <laughs> looks like they got some WWF wrestler in there. Dude's buff, but then they like yeah. slapped a bunch of prosthetics on his face that's, and that's painted like wor- him green. That's worse than a B movie. <laughs> that's that's alarming. That's frightening. I mean, that's. But that's always one of my favorite games, like just the basic side-scroller beat-em-ups. I absolutely adore. Oh, my God, I love beat-em-ups so much. So one thing to do if you've got a Switch is you can go and download the Sega Classics uh, oh, yeah, yeah. bundle. And really? that and that has all three Streets of Rage. Yeah, and that's on think, that's on Steam too. If yeah, I, Steam's got yeah, that. I yeah. got that off of Steam. That so that has all three Streets of Rage, which is oh my god, is that well that's multiplayer too? Isn't it, it is. Yeah. Why have we not all done that together as old people? <laughs> I know. I think part of the reason is because if we play in person, I have to stand you know four inches from the TV. Yeah. And you guys can't see. <laughs> I think you can. Yeah, you can play over the internet. Online? I believe. Okay. Yeah, but that was a good. The Streets of the, the fun thing about the the Steam version is that people have modded other characters into the Streets of Rage. So you can play the old Simpsons, like Homer Simpsons, the side-scroller beat him up. <laughs> you can play him in uh, Streets of Rage. Don't. Yeah, I think you can do like the Spider-Man, like the Ven- the Carnage and Venom and all that kind of stuff. Well, Basically, cool. any side-scrolling beat him up character, somebody's made a mod where you can play it in Streets of Rage. It's, it's really cool. Supposedly making another Streets of Rage, right? 
Oh yeah, I think I read something I've, about I've that. I've seen footage I mean, it's, from it. That's, that's every been, time the newer fight em ups come out, I'm just not as interested. It's something about that I like the art style of what I've seen. Because I've yeah. seen footage. I just don't know. Has it been scrapped or not? Like it's, uh, it's hard to beat stuff like, you know, what... Uh, does it just kind of become vaporware? Ninja Turtles, no, it's... Turtles, like Turtles in Time or whatever. I yeah. adore Turtles yeah, you yeah. have to. We will have to figure out what iteration of the next Streets of Rage you're talking about because there's been three and they've all been scrapped. Yeah. Well, son of a bitch. I didn't know this. Yeah. But maybe they've got a new one, and maybe it won't be scrapped. I wish I, I need to find that. There's one I play on Steam right now that they actually did a really good job. But I, I hate bringing it up because I can't remember offhand of what it's called. Uh, so I shouldn't probably talk about it. Until no, I figure we're going to move on to the internet. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, Since I brought up the Switch, I have to bring up something that Devin and I had trouble thinking about as a Switch exclusive, and that would be uh, also in the beat 'em up vein: Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three. Yes, that is a fun game. I think you've gotten well. You've you've finished the whole thing. I finished the first playthrough because you've got two difficulties that you start out with. You've got casual and mighty, and if you finish the mighty playthrough, then you get another difficulty. It's called superior. I bet and, that's a bitch and a half. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm I'm midway through the story now, and all the level all the enemies are like level seventy. Ew, I don't like it. I don't want to play it. No, <laughs> can't make me. Well, I mean. What you, are your levels before you get to superior or, or even the second? The end of the first playthrough, most of the enemies are at like level 45 or 50. Oh, wow. Okay. And then superior starts you out there. Okay. Of course, I've been grinding the heck out of my team, so I've got a Venom that's like level 92 now. Oh, wow. Okay. And And this is like a Diablo-style game for anybody that's not played the first two. Yeah, I have not. You have a team of four heroes that you can put in, and they all have different abilities. Starting them out at a low level, they only have one special ability they can use. Eventually, they get four, and you can level those abilities up. And then in this game, you also have equipment that you can equip to them that does different things. But uh, the original game, as it was released, you had a level cap of 100. They recently put out an expansion that moves that up to 150. Okay, wow, okay. So is it role-based, like you need a massive damage dealer, a tank, a healer? You can, no, or? not necessarily, but there are different class types that characters fit into. Okay, yeah, they you have, an idea of what you've you got, have. You've got like your glass cannons, your ranged characters. You've okay. got the Hulk and Venom are like yeah, they tanky have the, characters. They, they have the super it strength. Take it, but they're, they're primarily close range and... Okay, um, but you can get through it. Like if everybody wanted to play a tanky like character, yeah, you can yes. still do it. Okay, and you have I forget what the traits are, but there's characters that have higher health, right? Mm-hmm. But then they characters that can take more physical damage versus characters who can take more elemental damage. Yeah, so okay. the six traits are health, which is vitality, energy, which is what your energy is for special attacks, mastery, that's like your your physical ability gauge. You've got resilience, which is your protection against ethereal and energy attacks. Okay. Durability, which is your physical durability. And uh, I think that's it. It should be six, though. So are there characters, because I I don't know all the Marvel Universe that great, but are there characters that have more than just strength or more than just I'm a ranged guy? Yeah, so... Rogue is a good example. Yeah, ro- okay. yeah. Rogue's not in this one. They have a couple of X Men though. They've got Colossus, Cyclops, Wolverine, Psylocke, 
Nightcrawler. I like Psylocke. Yeah. Wolverine um, and Deadpool are in there, and they're interesting because they basically heal, like in the middle of combat. Like they, they, they heal up. I don't think you can do it quite like you could in the old games in uh, Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2. You could back then, like, keep buffing the healing factor on Wolverine where he would just, he, he would heal, like, through damage. Mm-hmm. I remember fighting, like, a giant sentinel and, like, big laser beam just firing down at me. And my health would just basically, it would, it would go back and forth, like, taking damage and building right back up. So the way you do that is in the alliance portion of the, of the game where you, you, like, up certain abilities. There are points that you can buy where it will increase your regeneration, but it does it for everybody. You unlock these these traits through this. Uh, it's it's almost like a talent system. It's it's hard to explain the way it's designed, the way it's laid out. Well, you it's a series of hexagons. Yeah, and each hexagon. It we have it links off the end of. It's a central, the base hexagon. Yeah, yeah it's right? a central one. So you have one. multiple paths you could go on. Basically, yeah, yeah. Mul- yeah. You fill you're filling out multiple trees, and each tree corresponds to one of the six traits there's also equipment that you can equip that are like power crystals that can boost the the different traits as well but those are specific to that character right okay is the is the multiplayer online or is it yeah. in person okay it's, it's both online. it's both Okay. So you can play four people. You, you can, can play it. four people couch co-op if you want. I have yeah. not done any online uh, multiplayer games yet with, with Switch, so I don't know what that experience is like at all. But I yeah. really haven't either because it's it hasn't improved really since uh, the Wii. <laughs> Still using their stupid friend codes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. That yeah, was a pain in the ass. Yeah. Now, Ultimate Alliance Three has been really fun. The story is pretty cool. The characters that they've added, they they don't have. I don't think quite as many characters as they did in the previous two games. Well, but that's the other thing. They've got a good selection. This expansion has added a whole other row of characters that you can unlock. Is, is oh, Ghost that's right. Rider? Is Ghost Rider in He it? is in there. He, so I'm they keep adding about. characters, which is he cool. He shows up in the middle of the story. This, this this is what's cool about it. They are just like seem to be releasing them over time. They added Cyclops and Colossus. And this latest expansion, I should be able to unlock Punisher, Morpheus, Blade, and Moon Knight. It's the Marvel Knights pack, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And and these aren't... That you don't have to pay for these. Is that what you're saying? They just add them? I don't think you have to pay for them. I don't think so. I haven't unlocked any of them in the expansion yet. Okay. Just got to do a thing to unlock them or something. Yeah. There's there's like the gauntlet mode now that they've put in the expansion, but... It's a lot of fun. It's been eating up a lot of my time. It's a it's a game I think you could definitely get into, Reagan. Yeah, well, that's what it's sounding like. So yeah, we we have been really enjoying some of the characters. Like Venom is mm. he's ridiculously he's, fun to play. Oh, he is. And he's got a charge where he becomes a big shark and just yeah, he <laughs> turns into like a big liquid form of the symbiote and then forms into like this big. It's not even. It's almost more like a sandworm yeah. looking thing and just comes up and swallows stuff. He's got a move where he lays down a patch of symbiote and that slows down the enemies. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, he the the other character that is ridiculously fun is Miss Marvel. Captain Marvel's in there too, but Miss Marvel, the Kamala Khan character, she is amazing because that character is just adorable to begin with, and she's even more adorable in this this game. If you don't know anything about her, she's a she's a Pakistani uh, American character, that, teenage girl that gets that gets her powers through teragenesis. I think she's got some kind of inhuman ancestry, and she gets exposed to teragen mists at some point. And her power is that she's kind of like Mister Fantastic, except she's also got 
molecular manipulation. So when she when she expands her limbs, they actually have increased weight. Yeah. Uh, so, so she can also harden her skin in a way too. So what's fun about her is like she can like you know put out these punches of like a giant fist or a kick with a giant foot and she'll spin around. She has a move that and all her moves sounds like they were made up by a teenage girl. They're <laughs> right. they're like spinny kick thing. That's literally the name of one. It's called yeah. spinny kick thing. That's very Buffy the Super Vampire. Super face kick. Yeah. yeah. And, but she's just a really, I don't know, that, that character is really fun to play. When you're like not doing anything, the character's just idle. She stretches her arm out with her phone and takes a selfie. <laughs> but even like in, in the story, she's, she's a fangirl of all the Avengers. Uh, okay. And so when the events go down in this game and Iron Man comes up and says, all right, look for right now, we need your help and you're an Avenger. She nerds out. He's like, go ahead. You can say it. I know you want to. And she stands up and she's like, Avengers Assemble. She just, it's an adorable character. Yeah, yeah. And she gets paired with uh, Spider-Gwen and Miles Morales in the story too. Yeah. All three of them show up at the same time. Okay. Yeah, she's fun. On your game, we we started out, we we were tank heavy. We had Venom, Miss Marvel, the Hulk, and then we had a ranged character that started out as Scarlet Witch. But then we switched to Storm whenever we got available. you damn first, right we did. Because Storm has, she's got one move that freezes opponents, and we like it a lot. Oh, my God. Yeah, because not only do they freeze them in place, but they take increased damage. Oh, okay. So just imagine, like, characters frozen in place in a big, you know, in a huddle. And then here comes the Hulk, and he just Hulk smash. So, right, so right. the other thing that's cool. Just annihilates everything. The other thing that's cool about this one that I don't think was in the other ones is that they have synergy attacks where you hit an ability by hitting the right bumper, but you hit a synergy by hitting the right trigger. And it's all the same buttons. It's all the same attacks. But the synergy does more damage because two characters do it at the same time. They do their equivalent. Right, right. okay. So while Storm is throwing out her Ice Storm, I can't remember what all the synergies are, but there'll be something that Venom or the Hulk do at the same time, and it does increase damage. Right. They work well together. Yeah. yeah. On my game, for my ranged person, I actually, I've swapped in the Falcon, surprisingly enough. Yeah. He's got some some stuff where he shoots out shards from his wings. Actually, Doctor Strange does really well with that, too. Oh, I can imagine. There's a lot of combinations you can play with. Uh, the other thing that lends to replayability is that not only do you have the story mode, but you have these things called rifts that are basically scenarios you can run through. And they don't take but like five to ten minutes to run through, but basically... It's it, very Diablo-esque. Yes. That's what we like. That's what yep. we like Yes, about. very much. Cool. Okay. But yeah, we'll, we could talk about that all day. We've, we've already talked enough about it. <laughs> I'm noticing... A lot of empty glasses. Yes. <laughs> should we? Well, I should think we, we should take a what are you drinking break. It's that time of day that I think we can now upgrade to hard liquor. <laughs> Let me do the Wayne's World segue sound that way. Yeah, go for it. Oh, wait. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, we got to get there right. Uh, let's see. Oh, we got it. All right. Hit it. <laughs> nice. And we'll be right back with the new, more alcoholic beverages. A special thank you to Reagan for bringing us what exactly I want you to get yeah, exact. The Autumn Sunset, which is the Maryland semi-sweet medieval style honeymead. I know it's all honeymead, mm-hmm. but that's what it's called. 
uh, a fourth of that mixed with three-fourths of Oktoberfest. Samuel and Adams, Greg. Samuel Adams, mm-hmm. and you get a nice malty honey mead. It was quite pleasant. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Even, even if, it. depending on where you are, obviously if you're not in the southeast and maybe listening to this, you probably have a slightly better selection of Oktoberfest than we unfortunately tend to have. I don't know. We've had a good... Yeah, we're better. We've had we're a good game at this year. Uh, we, like, s- we still have our weird limitations that I don't want to get into because it'll be, it'll be another tangent. Right. Right. We can right. we can have the drinking podcast at some yeah, point. Yeah, it's, it's that kind of thing. It's just like, you know, damn it, I guess I will get into it. You know, obviously... <laughs> no, no, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> the, we, can, the, we can do that later. I, okay, well, we obviously... I'll, I'll lightly go into it as if we have a... It tends to have an alcohol limit here in Mississippi particularly and not only do we have an alcohol limit we also have a shipment we cannot have alcohol mailed to us directly from a distributor legally yeah we have a uh, what, what would you call it a uh, but we have a beverage corporation or yeah, whatever it's that sort of thing without going too far into it is almost like kind of like your interpretation of how Jesus would drink <laughs> it's almost like that kind of thing it's just like you can drink but just don't drink over this much well the or like alcohol limit. It's just well, like, the, it's, yeah. for a long time, Mississippi didn't even have a home brewing law where it was exactly. le- where it was legal to even brew your own beer. Which would be, a, I think, a big thank you to uh, Raise Your Pints. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was at least a decade worth of uh, legislation. Yeah, and it's it's still going on, and there's still legislation out there that needs to needs yeah. to pass. Um, we're uh, we're we're pressed for time for Uncle Joe. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna get some of his thoughts on two games that he has played. Oh, my played. goodness, it is that far. Uncle Joe, there's one game that's been around for a long time that we've both played that has a very low graphics requirements. But then they also made another one. Pong. That <laughs> duck, uh, duck Hunt. Oh. Um, <laughs> duck Hunt? What is that game? <laughs> it's a German video game. <laughs> No, this would be uh, Kingdom of Loathing. That's right. oh, I've been God. trying to get Reagan to pro- play this game for years. It's because I love West of Loathing. Uh. Well, West of Loathing is is the logical extension of that because Kingdom of Loathing was kind of a, a send-up of fantasy RPGs. It's just line drawings. The guy who uh, who drew all those, he's gotten be- so much better at drawing over the years, he has to use his other hand to keep <laughs> making them look like a child drew them. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I just I love a game where it's like a benefit to have a gimp in your walk. You know. At this point, would that be known as swagger? It's well, they call it moxie in this game. Mine is like you, you trip. Like if you find this one thing hidden in a bookshelf, and this is West of Blooding, of course, not um, Kingdom. You just from that point forward, like every third step or so, you just trip and roll over and you come back up and you keep the moving. The Book of Silly Walks? Yeah, something. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I've played Kingdom of Loathing. I haven't played West of Loathing. West of Loathing is set in the Old West, obviously. Right. How do they handle guns? They have guns. They have guns. That's how they're handling. That's how they handle them. They got them. Do you have ammunition? They handle them with this hand? There's no ammunition that I'm aware of. So did they... Do you just shoot once per turn like you had attacks and Well, Kingdom it depends on your class. There's like Kingdom of Loathing. There's three different basic classes. Mm-hmm. There's the uh, Snake Oiler. Was it? <laughs> uh, it, it is something like Snake Oil Salesman or something. I can't remember because wow. it has... That was, that was the equivalent of That's the very specific. class. That was the, like the roguish class. For the mystical class, the sort of spellcaster class, you had the... Uh, 
bean flinger, which I <laughs> yes. I always get that mixed up in my head with something else. That sounds racist. <laughs> No, I, I think it was something else. The <laughs> it's hard to yeah. Then, but then you had um, and then the muscular one. It was like a cattle gestures. cattle puncher, cow, cow puncher. Yeah, yeah cow puncher. puncher. Oh, when a play is a cow puncher, I don't even need to know what it is. Chicken chaser, do you chase chickens? <laughs> cow puncher, do you punch cows? I mean, you could get I really mean, strong fighting cows. Yeah, I mean, well, I guess so. If you were like trying to perf- like an MMA fighter. I suppose that would be a good place to start is punching the shit out of cows. <laughs> should, we should also make the note that if Bane starts to sound a little bit like Jack Benny, we've also broken into the Bloody Marys. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> you don't know me. Uh, what are you <laughs> drinking, baby? You don't know my drinking habits. <laughs> so, not only is it it's not a Bloody Mary mix, this is like, this yeah, is like you, homemade Bloody Mary. Right. Yeah, you, it's you full made, on you, We actually watched you make that. Yeah, There's like at least 15 different things in this too. Yeah, right? but to, you know, you know, it's, 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 uh, no. you know what I mean? This is, uh, this is going right. back to like the John Travolta thing. Yeah, you are. Yeah. I, you know, I'm making this. I don't usually make Bloody Marys, but you know what I do. So, I'm making blindly. Yeah, that was, uh, uh, farm to pint glass. <laughs> yeah, fresh jalapenos. That's the kind. That's the kind of bar that we need to run. I, I, w- I would say fresh tomato juice, but it's Kroger brand. But it is have fresh jalapenos. Thank you, Devin, for bringing us some fresh peppers and such. There's something in Kingdom of Loathing that relates to drinks. They have the alcoholic drinks that you can drink in yeah, most of Loathing. There, there's food and drink, and drinking is a huge part of the game because it gives you extra adventures. You have a, kind of a set amount of adventures that you get at rollover each night, mm-hmm. and to get anything past that, you have to eat food and uh, drink liquor. That's right. Uh, you have to be careful though, because you can drink so much that you become blackout drunk, and you miss. And you have so basically adventures. <laughs> so basically, in. going to Citizen Con, not Citizen Con, shit, Dragon Con, oh, Dragon Con, Citizen, <laughs> my own Citizen Con. That's that Star Citizen. I'm sorry. Oh, um, I thought it was. I thought you were getting Citizen Kane and Dragon <laughs> Con <laughs> merged together. No, I'm sorry. That's my own Star Citizen. Nerdism coming out. No, but Dragon they, uh, Con. Dragon Con. I'm Dragon sorry. King. So all of the uh, drunk <laughs> adventures have negative modifiers, like you lose money or you lose stats. Much, that's just yeah, like being that's, drunk. That's alcohol. That's just yeah. like being drunk outside Al- my house. Alcohol <laughs> manifestation there. The, uh, I don't think you swing chains around. Uh, <laughs> the biggest difference between <laughs> West I mean, of Loathing and Kingdom of Loathing is that West of Loathing is actually animated. Oh, okay. Uh, but both of them have the same satirical style of humor there's a there's either a joke in everything or there's a ref there's a pop culture reference in kingdom of loathing it's like a witch that cursed you and you have to the naughty sorceress the naughty sorceress <laughs> and you've got mm. the three character classes of knocking stuff over uh, <laughs> well in kingdom of loathing you have a lot more you've got two classes for each stat you have the seal clubber <laughs> the turtle tamer. Wait, turtle the tamer. seal clubber. The seal clubber. Yes. Seal. Yes. Like, yes. All yes. of your. Yes. 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 All of your. Wow. All of your stuff that you can smith for that class is made out of meat. Ah. Yeah. And all of your. Uh, it's so on point. All of your skills are either seal themed or uh, whale themed. How the. F- Wait. How do you. How? How do you make everything seal themed? 
Well, like I didn't know this game, but now I, I realize just how much I don't know of this game I, is even deeper than I even imagined. Let, let me pull up the. Uh, <laughs> We've been talking about my, the game. I still know nothing. About I know the game. my lack of knowledge is just ex- let is me pull expanded. Up the, uh, I imagine you can play. Yeah, you imagine you can play it on a mobile browser now. It's browser based. It's always been browser. So basically, based. your entire life is based on beating the shit out of seals. Yeah, or or if you're a turtle tamer, it's involved with making oh. your equipment out of turtle shells. No, well, see, you get, like, I you played... get a turtle familiar, and you also have uh, different types of turtle items that you can find. Now, yep. see, I played the forest, and I felt like shit having to make like a shield out of a turtle. <laughs> that makes it feel a little bit better because, like, I felt bad. Like you very seldomly had to kill a turtle in the forest, but apparently you should make a hobby out of it in that game you're talking about. Yeah, but yeah, you got the turtle familiar, and like you find turtle items, and a lot of your powers are based off of turtles. So here's here's what the list happening? of it. <laughs> here is the list of abilities for Seal Clubber. You have Seal Clubbing Frenzy. <laughs> By clubbing a stuffed seal at your campsite, you can work yourself into a frenzy. Your strongness will increase for a period of time. Oh, it's a stuffed one, though. It's stuffed. Got it's okay. You've got Practice. lunge smack. By lunging before you smack, you can deal more damage than if you smack without lunging, or if you <laughs> lunge after smacking instead. But who does that? <laughs> That's great. Uh, I mean, if we're discussing the sex Fortitude life. of the muskox, audacity of the otter, blubber up. This sounds like just somebody going ape shit at SeaWorld. Uh, <laughs> lunging thrust smack. <laughs> Question: In terms of the graphical style, these aren't the same people that did like uh, Guild of Dungeoneering. I don't think so. Okay, and that must just be from, this, from the name of the like. like I don't know anything about this game. Probably should have done my research, but this sounds like almost like a RuneScapey. This, uh, this game's around since I think two thousand four or five. Yeah, again, I, it's not, I don't want to say slapdash, but it sounds like a very avant-garde. Yes. I don't know. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's hard. It's hard to incorporate this into my mind right now. And it could be. It could be the fact that the Blade Marys I've made are strong. To, to cover the other classes real quick, uh, <laughs> there's Postamancer and Sorcerer. Both awesome. of them together, uh, when combining their abilities, they can make the best food items in the game. I feel like we made this fucking game. Exactly. This sounds like a Steam suggestion that I would uh, just com- continue on a pay, like you know just yeah. pass on. I don't want to knock the game, but it's just like I don't have any. Was this in the notes? <laughs> it's yeah. yes, it was in the notes. I feel unprepared, <laughs> and uh, I feel like also, I should have researched it. So I apologize, to Uncle Joe, for not. I would recommend anybody try this game out. I mean, it's free. It's free. Yeah, to play. it's yeah. completely free to play, and you can't play too long every day because you get like fifty there's, adventures. There's a hard cap on the amount of uh, default adventures you get per day, which is forty. And then there's also a cap of what you can eat and drink. So, uh, well, I feel like from the sound of it, you wouldn't want to play too much because like PETA would come after you. <laughs> <laughs> so, the other two remaining classes are Disco Bandit and Accordion Thief. <laughs> Accordion Thief. And that's that's just starting with. But if you get past your first ascension, there are like several other prestige paths that you can do as different avatars and such that add a lot more replayability to the game. Just What's covering it? ascension real quick. It's essentially like starting over. You you finish the oh. game and then you you kind of like a prestige like into, prestige uh, in Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah. You ascend into heaven bros. and you can maybe pick some abilities from one class to perm. Yeah, and then go over and pick another class. You'll yeah. still have those okay, abilities. That's, that's very much like forward. prestiging of the old Call of Duty people. Like, now, is this Dual just uh, D first edition? Is this uh, just single player? There, there are clans, and there are also clan dungeons. But you're not heavily interacting anyone in a sense of gameplay. Like you can 
do a clan dungeon at the same time as other people, but you're not you're not going to see them. You can see where they've done something, but you're not going to see them well, on the screen with you. Uh, okay, I think I feel extra it. bad about this because directly across from me, I see that Joe is wearing an Audubon aquarium <laughs> sweater or pullover or hoodie or what do you want to call it. And so we're talking about just beating the shit out of seals for the sake of survival, and then there's a little penguin, bless his heart. That's why he went there. Yeah, like I know, I like <laughs> hearing you talk about this game is that like there's a penguin on his on his hoodie that I know I have to beat the shit out of well, to stay alive. I'm I'm having my club bleached today, so I didn't bring it. <laughs> ah, okay. You also in that game thinking about penguins, you have the penguin mafia. Yes, I like it. So there was the penguin mafia. Was it a mafia what, of penguins? Yes, it is a mafia of penguins. They have little bow ties. So where do I go get this game right now? Yeah, go to kingdomofloathing.com. Kingdomofloathing.com. Once again, that's kingdomofloathing.com. Kingdomofloathing.com. There was one year. I would love for you a fish you do can now refuse. You're going to take a dive into the ice water. So for Christmas, they have the Crimbo holiday, and they do something different each year. Oh, so yeah. they have Uncle Crimbo that started out. You started out with, and he would give you presents. And How then have I not heard of any of this. Uncle Crimbo, one year he had to sell out to the Penguin Mafia, and the Penguin Mafia ran Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I swear this game has been going on since at least two thousand five. Yeah, oh four. I'm John. having I'm having a little bit of trouble like attaching myself back to reality. Hearing this, <laughs> I feel like I have to like touch Joe, which is like okay, Joe's sitting beside me. <laughs> And I'm hearing about Penguin Mafia Christmas takeovers. And when you when you kill members of the Penguin Mafia, you will get kneecapping sticks. <laughs> How did I not see this in the notes? <laughs> it, it was at the bottom of Uncle Joe's list. I guess so. Uh, There's I, a page two. I'm did almost, you know there was a page two? I'm almost ashamed of myself. The pages were stuck together in <laughs> Google Docs. Oh, God. <laughs> It's kind of a mixed feeling. It's like, I'm glad I'm just not hearing about this, but I feel like I should have been a little bit more prepared. De- Devin, you know who introduced me to that it. game? Who? Jacques. Really? Yes. With a lowercase j, I must <laughs> absolutely, for anybody that's listening to this, his name forcibly, I want you to hear me slapping the table, is his name is forcibly has a lowercase j. Jacques Jacques the French god damn these are good Bloody Marys they are good I love him to pieces he's such a friendly guy I don't know I doubt he'll ever hear this I know he may but his name his name has a lowercase j that has haunted me for the for my for all of my days I didn't know about this I met Devin and Holmes Community College is in IT before I went graphic design and made the fatal mistake of that. <laughs> Met Devin and all of our little social circle there. Jacques obviously came from that social circle. Sweetheart, love him to pieces, haven't seen him in years. But son of a bitch, his last name has a lowercase no, letter. His first name. <laughs> his first name, whatever yeah. part of his name, I go by middle name. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever portion his name, it doesn't matter because they all have capital letters, unless you're Jacques, and it has lowercase. Fuck him eternally for that. <laughs> that haunts me. So, so Bane, what do you think about the stealth mechanic in Escape from Tarkov? <laughs> 
It's as annoying as having a lowercase letter in your name. As, 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 the, as the first, first letter. letter. Yeah. I'm sorry. This is what happens when you have to force down a mimosa because you're getting ready for a bloody Mary mix. <laughs> well, with that bombshell. So I got one more thing to put into that since we Dope. talked about uh, Clan Dungeons briefly. Um, one of the first big clan dungeons they put in was Hobopopolis or Hobopolis. <laughs> this and game is, is not getting... It is a dungeon full of hobos. <laughs> okay. And they're all elementals. They're elemental hobos. hobos. Oh my God. And is it like they have elemental powers or just elementary? They do. They do. They're, they're element, like D&D elementals, but they're hobos. Uh-huh. And like you do. They, ha- they have some of the standard elements, but they came up with a few more for this game. So they're, let me see if I can remember them all. There's cold, hot... Horny, stench, <laughs> spooky, and smelly. Uh, oh yeah, was, so it, was there a glass one? No. Using seven dwarf technology. <laughs> Those are the only ones I can remember. I'm gonna have to get into this game. I've got to check it out. We'll check it out. All right, Bane. I mean, I have well, nothing let but me know curiosity when you do, at this because point. You may need some help. There, there's oh, a lot oh. of stuff they don't explain. Okay. Like this feels like is it like a graphical? This feels like almost like a text-based game. It's it is mostly absurdity. text. There's a picture, but they're almost all stick figures. Okay. Okay. That, okay. Now, see, I was thinking like uh, I'm almost, getting a better feel for this. Now. Like you know where they build characters with, like apostrophes and hashtags and oh ASCII art. Yeah, that no. kind of thing. That's what it feels yeah, like. No, no, no. Okay, okay if it's a, the absurdity sounds like it has to be text-based. And again, I, I feel bad for not researching this for the sake of the conversation, but... Oh, that's fine. Since we have to say bye to Uncle Joe here soon, let's go ahead and segue into WoW Classic. Talk about the fact that this started mm. out as a mm-hmm. WoW podcast, and we're <laughs> finally bringing it back to that, because we finally got back into playing WoW, in a way. Okay. <laughs> so I'm still not playing WoW. Do th- <laughs> Do that, if you don't mind. Would you mind awfully carrying that because I don't play? So there's about four. That's going to be Uncle Joe and Devin. There's about four of us that are playing yeah. WoW Classic, and no it's offense to the mostly WoW like vanilla WoW. Mostly, I think I think they changed a few things though. I think that they have uh, extended the respawn time in dungeons. That's something I've noticed. Yeah, yeah. So we're basically. WoW wasn't good enough for us. We had to go back to the version of WoW we played in 2004. That's right, because you love pain. I do. Now, now, now hold up. Here's the thing that that has gotten me, is I've been going around, running around questing. When I played Classic, or when I played Classic, when I played WoW back in 2004, I started out playing a Paladin. I played on the Alliance side. We're playing Horde this time. Mm -hmm. So I'm seeing it from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Completely. Because I'm playing as a Druid. I feel completely overpowered for everything I'm doing. I'm just so overpowered. I can do everything. Yeah. When I played back in 2004, I played a paladin. I felt completely underpowered with everything I'm doing. Now, as I'm running around, I see alliance characters running around doing the same quests I'm doing. And they're mostly paladins. And I'm just like, bless their heart. They don't know. There's a better way. <laughs> but that's all I see is paladins. Now, on the horde side, all I see is fucking hunters. And druids. And yeah. There's druids, but I feel like it's mostly hunters. And here I am. I'm going to stealth up to this character. I'm going to come up behind him. What do I see? Fucking arrow in his head before I can get to him. <laughs> yep. There's a damn hunter who pulled it. I can't be mad because he can't see that I'm stealth and walking up to this thing. And right, because you're stealth. I'm stealth. I'm a sneaky kitty. You're John Cena. I'm, you can't see uh-huh. me. Mm-hmm. But no, we've been 
We've been enjoying that. It's, for the most part, the same game we played back then. Mm-hmm. That is mostly all we've been doing as of lately. I mean, is it the same graphic style? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is the same graphic style. It's just, it's funny to me that I'm playing, you know, on my PC in there, I'm playing a game from 2004, essentially, yes, sure. right? Yeah. 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 Yes, your, your Lotus machine. <laughs> Lotus Eater machine. <laughs> it, it is funny to see that it officially supports widescreen monitors. Now. Oh, ex- excellent. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, is there a large population playing? Yeah, right now. Yeah, and that's what's actually pretty cool about it is in uh, Retail WoW, the current version of WoW and the eighth expansion. I'd have to look at Doesn't that matter. Account. You get my point. The right. current version the, of WoW. The, the Baz, the Battle for Azeroth. Yeah. Or BOA. <clears throat> they, um, BFA. They, I think, started a couple expansions back doing this whole, uh, I think they call it sharding, where you get into an area, it's it's sort of a server uh, load balancer thing to where it, like, you don't see everybody on that same server. It's like the zone, even within the zone that you're in, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's other things, there's, it's split up into other, like, server shards to where you are loaded in. So you don't see yeah. a whole lot of people running around. Gotcha. In WoW Classic... The people logged into our server in that area, I see them. Regardless, yeah. Regardless, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the population, it feels more populated than Retail WoW. It oh, really does. Wow. Okay. I see people all the time. And that's what's so great. It's like, you just run past people playing, right? People just like, I got a buff. I'm going to pop a buff on you. Here you go. Have a buff. <laughs> Here, friend. Have a buff. Enjoy a buff. Yeah. And then, you know, we just buff each other and we go about our business. But it's also fun in the fact that, like, you have to uh, communicate with the community. You got to group up. You got to talk in guild. Like, hey, I've got to go do this thing. It's not like retail hour. I can go solo everything, right? You you have to actually group up and take advantage of doing stuff. And dungeons take a long time to get through, that kind of stuff. Some some of the, you know, outdoor elite uh, mobs that you got to take you have to use the community to progress right that's, and now, that's one of the main draws for me is that uh, you have that your reputation oh. on a server matters again and your guild reputation on a server matters again yeah all right well that's the that's the last you'll hear from us for a while <laughs> <laughs> and, at least uh, all five of us let's uh give our contact information Devin, I believe you set up underachievementspodcast at gmail.com. I did. That is underachievementspodcast at gmail.com. You also set up a Twitter, underachievemen. Men. Yeah. We're not trying to be sexist, but that's literally the character limit that Twitter yeah, allows. Yeah, you got like Oops. a 15 character limit. We we're missing the t. Yeah, the t. We are the underachievement. Yes. Do we have any tweets on that channel? Like one, <laughs> maybe I'll tweet it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Maybe so yeah, and that, be our social media manager. Yeah, and we should we should also say that uh, thank you, Reagan, for coming on. Yeah, and first timer. You've got a you've job. got a Twitch, uh, Gurnison Metal, twitch.tv slash Gurnison Metal. G U R N S O N. Yes. Like like Gotrek Gurnison. It might be Gotrek from the Warhammer novels. Cool. I think with everyone here, I've actually recorded all of theirs. Even if we don't use them, we all have a Twitch. I yeah. haven't streamed on mine for a while. My internet's been a little wonky, mm-hmm. but it's gotten better. So I might get back on there. All right. Well, if we've got all that in the bag, I just, the only thing left to say is thank you for listening. Okay, bye.